0: A podcast to honor the
1: gods. This better better come come with with a sacrifice. Dave X Media.
2: Welcome to Phantoms Gone Wrong. I'm Charlie.
1: And I'm Sam.
2: Oh, oh, we all—we only have just me and Sam here. What is this? Um, Sam has taken over. He's actually yep. taken over the podcast.
1: I'm taking over the network really slowly. Like, it's been my plan this whole time. That's why I started Content and Capable, to, like, make you guys think that I had my own podcast and to invite me on yours so I can just turn up to everyone's podcasts and slowly take them over.
2: That's why you don't have a co-host. It's because yep, it's, it's exactly. just Exactly.
1: I ate them in utero. <laughs>
2: Um, in actuality, my mom is just stuck at a car place buying a new car right now and is like, ah, we're not going to get out of here in the next 30 years, so.
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah, buying cars brand new. Who is she? Um, I've never, I will admit, I've never bought, my family has never bought a car brand new, except for one time we bought a Honda Odyssey uh, and it had leather seats and was the biggest mistake my parents made. And for 10 years, we drove around this um, gold Honda Odyssey (laughs) with like tan leather seats and like... A child had bitten into like a headrest or something and Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of things that went on in that car. Um, it was sold. Um we've gone through yeah, that was many, many years ago. But um no, we'd never buy a brand new car, too much paperwork.
2: Yeah, well my my dad had to get a rogue because rogue won. Ooh. And I'm pretty sure that is the only reason why he got it. Like I swear.
1: <sighs> yeah.
2: So, Sam, what are we talking about? Why why the heck is my Australian correspondent
1: on this episode? Australian correspondent right here, actually learning about things. I think Charlie's done more to educate me about Australian media than anyone else. Um... This week we're talking about Mako Island of Secrets, which is a spin-off series from H2O Just Add Water.
2: Yeah. And for some reason, over here it's called Mako Mermaids. It's weird. It's it's called Mako Mermaids here, there it's called Mako Island of Secrets. I hate, I hate everything. This is, and it's this, like this the, is secret- the Philosopher's Sorcerer show again. There's another, there's like,
1: no, it's not just that. It's the fact that they couldn't decide on a name. So, if, like, while they were, like, getting ready to film this, they kept flip-flopping on the name, and so, like, they like okay, well, we'll just use different like because they didn't reserve the copyrights properly. So they're like, oh, we'll just you know hold onto the name somewhere, um, and so it it kind of ended up like that. Where it was like, well, we've got multiple names. The international distribution. This is also one of the first Australian productions that was filmed in conjunction with Netflix. So the. Yeah. It, um, so cool. what I noticed, at least, and I don't know whether it's on the American Netflix, it had like the OG Netflix card instead of the boom. It was like the OG Netflix card at the start before the intro, um, almost as if it was distributed on DVD or something.
2: I honestly cannot remember. We did wa- we did watch this in like two days a couple weeks ago. So <laughs> I,
1: cannot <laughs> I cannot believe cannot you remember. have the capacity to do that. I had to do this. I struggled to to listen to, like, more than three episodes at a time.
2: Yeah, well, my mom and I are just that nuts, and we can handle this kind of literal just Bullshit. chaos. This is, this is, this sure is a show. Like, like, H2O, I sent- golden, yeah. wonderful. This, it's not bad, but there's just a lot uh, that is I- like, What?
1: Yeah, we were watching this. I watched this on the TV for a little bit in front of my brother. He's like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, oh. And I explained that, you know, I'm watching this for Phantom's Gone Wrong. And we ended up yelling at the TV for most of it. And then when I had my headphones in and was watching it on my phone, I would walk around making commentary about it. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing? And I go, you're going to have to deal with this. I'm, listen- I'm watching making moments And they're like, oh, we totally understand. Go ahead, Sam. <laughs> it was like... <laughs> There is so much bullshit. In fact, I had a friend of mine, I was telling them about, like, because I haven't seen this before, um, Mm -hmm. I was telling my friend that I was watching, and she goes, I watched it too soon after H2O, and, like, (laughs) had to wait a year.
2: Yeah. (sighs) Well, I'm gonna, I I guess I'm gonna give the the plot summary on what what the fuck we just watched for season (laughs) one. We're only covering season one here. Um,
1: I'll be back for season two.
2: (laughs) Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna drag you back for all everything that's Australian if we can.
1: I'm looking forward to Dance Academy.
2: I am too. Trust me, when I can find it online, I think we'll need the first seasons on Netflix right now. Yeah, fucking rude. Uh, so season one of Make Mermaids. You know, we we now have um, mermaids who were born mermaids, and that's a whole thing. And then this. Land Boy gets turned into a merman. He just he just falls in the moon pool, magically. <laughs> that's what they keep calling him, so, like, that's in my brain. That is what he is.
1: The whole, the fact that, that Land Boy feels like a slightly racist term. Like it was just...
2: <laughs> <laughs> it definitely is. Actually, you're correct. It definitely is. So, this entire plot is just to get him to not have powers, because all the other mermaids were like, oh shit, there's a boy, he came here, we're afraid of him, because there's only there's only female mermaids. This is and very decide, weird.
1: I have so many questions. The first episode, like, did not answer anything. Um, nope. The, like, how do they mate and breed? Um, we will get like-
2: into this, Sam. We <laughs> will talk about my thoughts. <laughs> uh,
1: it's like the sisterhood of the travelling pants at this point.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, th- this whole plot, they're just trying to... Um, get rid of his powers, all the other mermaids left, and then suddenly he starts having visions of this magical trident that can, like, destroy mermaids, and is just hiding in Mako Island, so...
1: The safest th- place This ever.
2: is. It's just... It's just all chaos. He's trying to get the trident, or maybe not. Maybe he's siding with the mermaids. Maybe he's gonna go and destroy Mako. It's It keeps just going and changing, and everyone's kind of annoying to each other. <laughs> like, all at the all time.
1: <laughs> it reminds me of the section of the review that Christina got in the restricted section, where they're talking about the women and saying how, you know, all the women are, like, snarky to each other. I was like, if there was any example of that, it would be, like, the first season of Mako Mermaids.
2: <laughs> See, see. I don't even think they're like snarky to each other in like a good way. Let's talk about these fucking characters. So oh. um, we don't have do Cleo you-
1: anymore. I'm very upset. I can go through the characters if you want.
2: Claire.
1: Cleo, Cleo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we Sam, have. Lo-
2: <laughs> do you like any of them? And would you consider? Do you have like a favorite of the mermaids? I just want to. I just want to get this before we talk about them.
1: I love Serena. She is precious. I want to look after her. I no harm. No, like you
2: know, that's Lila and
1: Nixie are bitches. <laughs>
2: I'm sorry. Stop oh, I fighting. love how bitchy Nixie is. That's actually my favorite. Um, I love Nixie.
1: <laughs> I also love Serena's love story. Like, just amazing.
2: Sam, Sam, I just want you to know. Whenever I see David, I just think he looks like you, but with like longer, curlier hair. Uh... Every time, I'm just like, is that Sam? Wait, no, that's not Sam.
1: Yeah. Um, he, I was like, I recognize that guy from somewhere. Um, he was on a, my favorite TV show as a kid called You're Skidding Me, which is like SNL, but made by Australian teenagers. Um, and yeah, he was, he wow. looks, he's dopey as fuck. I love him. He looks like he's high all the time. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh, he's so great. Um, yeah. So let let's go through the characters, just the season one characters, because I know this list has all yeah. of them.
1: <laughs> so we have Lila, who um is like the girl who gets in trouble the most. She's like, if she had a report card, it would say she's a distraction to her peers. Um,
2: and yet, uh, she always <laughs> seems so high and mighty. Like, she's the one who always, like, is not going to get in trouble. She knows what she's doing. She's the, doing and she's the yeah. worst.
1: She's the worst. We have Nixie, she- who, like, sorry. is out for vengeance. I'm sorry. Nixie and Lila are out for vengeance. And they're like, we are going to destroy everyone. Um, I think <laughs> Nixie, from memory, is the one who goes, let's get legs. Um, and then... <laughs> Like, yeah, it's so funny. Nix-
2: Nixie is chaos incarnate, okay? She's great. Also,
1: can, like, her and Cam get together, please? We'll talk about Cam in a second, but I wanted them to get together.
2: I I do too, but also it's not gonna happen, Sam, I'm sorry. No,
1: I know, it's already finished. Um, Then we have Serena, my favourite, Um, who is, like, I think she... I think it's implied that she's a lot younger than Lila and Nixie, but like at the same time, she like gets the moon ring from her sister as like her her sister A Quarter leaves with the rest of the pod, and like is like so level headed and just is like let's think things through and communicate. She's the one who like promotes communication in a TV series hinged on let's not communicate.
2: Yeah, it's fine. Everything is then fine we, here.
1: Yeah. But then she's also have- the singing
2: one. She's just that, yeah. that that's why her name is Serena.
1: Her singing is better than H2O. Um
2: You know, it's it's pretty good. It's also on it Spotify. Is really good. So I've been listening to it a lot.
1: <laughs> oh I can't listen to that music anymore. It hurts. Um <laughs> Uh, and then we have Zach, who is just literally the definition of the drama. Um, he falls into the moon pool um, in the first episode and becomes a merman, and then just like continues to reign chaos, um, promoted by his best friend, who I just want to call Chad. Um, he is Zach is hot. Um, he is <laughs> muscly and often shirtless. Um,
2: this is coming from a straight man.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's, like, he's he's very much like Harry Potter. The plot happens to him, and he's a bit of a hunk. And every time he tries to exert, like, his, his like, will on the plot, everything falls to shit. Um... <laughs> I've just read spoilers for season two, and I am upset. Like, why did season two go in that direction? But anyway. um,
2: Yeah, then we ha- yeah, I understand. Um, then we have
1: <laughs> Evie, who, um... I hate. I'm sorry. I hate Evie. He, she's Zach's girlfriend, and oh, you're she valid. starts beef with the mermaids because they went and tried to buy shoes that she wanted to buy, and that is the whole. And because like, they underlying... hang out
2: with Zach, it's, it's oh, yeah. both of those things. Because they're can girls the girl, in his can vicinity. The,
1: can. Can we just say Lila needs to stop holding Zach's hands because every time she does, EBC's like, is like the fuck, get out, get out of here.
2: Okay, I just wanna, I just wanna put this out there that like the the actress who plays Lila, Lucy Fry, basically plays this same like character who's like kind of like standoffish, always like determined, gets into these fights, and also tries to get with one of the main guys who's already in a relationship in another Jonathan M. Schiff show.
1: Oh, what's the other one? That- she's in oh
2: lightning point ah she plays the exact same character except she's an alien in that one
1: look i just saw a photo of her from like 2017 and she looks good like she looks like she's living her best life and i love that she also was she also like was born around the corner from where i'm sitting right now went to a really hoity-toity private school because Every the first question you ask for anyone from Brisbane is like what school did you go to? Um <laughs> um and yeah, she um yeah, she's very much a local, very much an Australian local and I love it. Slay. Um yeah, um Sam, let's I keep moving on because
2: at least Evie will get better. Season 1 Evie, I understand. You she might had like a character arc. later.
1: She was the only character who had like a proper arc. I'm sorry. Um You're right. Then we have Um, Cam, who the actor who plays Cam doesn't have a Wikipedia page and I'm upset when these like basically main characters don't have Wikipedia pages it's like it's not that hard guys um
2: it happens anyway
1: he's besties with Zach um he's an asshole. I'm sorry that guy that guy could be drop kicked he has the stupidest grin and I just ooh, if there was anyone I wanted to drop kick it's that man um he and-
2: he's he's the typical best friend of the main character except he goes on a villain arc because of it like imagine if Ron was actually like you know I'm so jealous of Harry that I'm gonna like become Voldemort actually instead
1: it doesn't make any sense like I understand is like really cool and you want your friend to like do the thing that you think is right <laughs> the last scene <laughs> with him in it is him putting on sunglasses and it's like he's turning emo and I fucking love it yeah
2: um, yeah <laughs> Um, oh, my goodness.
1: But, um, uh, okay, I, I've just learned a lot of things here. But, yeah, he yeah, he's an absolute arsehole. Then we have Rita or Principal Santos. I love Rita. Well, I, I'm going to say Miss Santos. Yeah. I love her. She's amazing. She the kindest, She's the kindest, loveliest person who has all the patience in the world for the bullshit that these teenagers get up to. I want a
2: prequel series about her. Like, she's the best one. (laughs) Ugh. I, I love just yeah. a mentor character who lets these like shitty teens live with her for no goddamn reason. They're they're not nice enough to her. Yeah,
1: and then they keep using her shit. Um. Anyway, and then we have I'll David, who apparently looks like me. Um. We might have to do I like some sort so. of Instagram if, story comparison.
2: If David got a haircut, I think he would he would look exactly like you. I think that's it.
1: Okay. Um. He works at the Ocean Cafe because it's a Jonathan M. Shroof production. You have to have the cafe that everyone turns up to. Um, Is it
2: the same cafe, though?
1: No, it's not. It's not. He uses a different cafe each time. Like, because I was literally, like... Comparing it to the Bureau of Magical Things, because while I was in the US, I watched the Bureau of Magical Things with Charlie. And yep. we, like, I was just like, oh, wait, there's the whole cafe thing. I thought it was just a H2O thing. I was like, no, it's Jonathan M. He is it's, it's what I man. would call an auteur. Um, anyway, um, David, h- his love interest is Serena. They love playing music together. He works at the cafe. He has a shitty dirtbag brother who, uh, yeah, I,
2: yeah, yeah he's yeah. just the
1: cause of so much, like, angst and then we have carly who
2: kind of exists and
1: yeah she she also gets pissy at the girls for the whole clothes incident um and like i understand i get her she is like sidelined she's not listened to all the friends have her secrets and she does not complain she just keeps doing her job and i applaud her for that like you know don't get involved in other people's business.
2: I mean, in the in this show, the or at least in this season, David and Carly just don't know about the mermaid shit. They're just living their lives. They both work at the cafe. That's just it. Evie eventually has finds suspicions.
1: out. David yeah, has suspicions. But he but he's he doesn't like act got,
2: on them. He's just like, eh, it's fine.
1: He's got he's got like the love eyes, you know. He's just like doesn't care because his like girlfriend is hot. Um <laughs>
2: It's, Although, it's all good.
1: Okay, speaking about hotness. Um, it's mildly unrelated, but okay. The hair when they're mermaids and then when they're not, when they're like on land, mm-hmm. so fucking different. Like I can get. Okay, I appreciated the hair change for um Nixie. I really liked hers, but. Serena has, like, bangs, and then the bangs disappear, and she has, like, a full-on, <laughs> like, comeback. And Lila just- has something similar. Yeah.
2: That's just how it works for them. But, okay, the difference between, like, the other, um... Like, real mermaids? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um Like, uh, Serena's sister, Aquata. Yeah. She has all done-up hair because she's mermaid full-time. But the main the- characters cannot have that for some no. reason. They can't have the- done-up hair.
1: The other thing I really loved about it was, like... Um- they had like full faces of makeup in the mermaid pool, and it's like it's quite <laughs> clear you have a full face of makeup on, and you're like swimming in the water. Like, come on, guys, oh, yeah. this is not this is not how this works. Take the makeup off. Um, just use a tinted moisturizer. I don't want to be able to see the mascara and the lipstick. <laughs> I feel like I'm, like, running a uniform check at school or something. Um, I would like to remind the listeners that in Australian schools, it is normal to wear uniforms. And no one is wearing uniforms, probably for the sake of, like, cheapness and convenience and whatever. But I just would like to point that out. Uh, There's only, like, two or three schools that I know of in, like, the area that don't have uniforms. And they're, like, special.
2: You know what? Um, Maybe Rita, because she is the principal, was like... Nah, I don't want I don't want uniforms at my school. I'm just gonna abolish that. So when she became principal, she abolished uniforms. <laughs> I will believe this. I,
1: yeah, whatever. Shall we get into um the the plot the
2: the plot is there a plot there is a plot the
1: like thereof. Um,
2: let's so what we're trying to do There's now like is th- we just talk about things that we liked and th- and and the gone wrongs.
1: Yeah, and the gone wrongs. Um, I want to start with I really enjoyed this. Like overall, I enjoyed this. I think that the plot needed some pacing fixed. Mm. Like there is a lot of delay between the start where like they get banished and Zach becomes like, Zach Williams was a mermaid, they get banished, um, and then them exploring, like, the land world, and then this, like, trying to get rid of Zach's powers and all this, like, killing time. Like, the pool party episode was, like, yes, it had some plot significance, but it was, like, a bit of a bullshitty episode where, like, everyone was, like, working behind Zach's back to, like, I don't know, throw a party for him. And and the fact that the girls, like, immediately start beef. Um, For a second there, they were, like, they had the whole reader thing. And, like, very slowly the plot starts to come together. But, really, the main part of the plot happens in the last, I don't know, five or six episodes where, like, shit hits the fan. Um, There is, like, a one one or two filler episodes. But then it, like, starts getting really fast. I'm like, we could have, like, spent more time exploring this. I would have loved to explore people's relationships a bit more. Um, Yeah.
2: Yeah, like, I love I love filler in these shows, but I'm also just like, I don't know, there, there are some things that they could have gotten to a lot sooner, like, you know, Zach and Is, them actually, gonna... like, talking, and, like, them, yeah. quote-unquote, knowing that he's a merman, at least in his eyes, because he didn't know they knew until, like, episode eight.
1: Yeah, and, like, it's fascinating, because usually, like, I'm usually all for a good filler episode, but they've got to... A- Build the characters a little bit better. Um, The other thing I really didn't like was the excessive amount of dialogue. Like, just so much dialogue. You could have, like, spent some more time, more money on, like, some CGI or um, some other bits and pieces that I think would have made it much better.
2: I think all of the CGI budget was spent on like the tridents doing magical shits and-, and the weird um. the water chamber. Okay. What did you think about the the water chamber? Um that just defies all logic? <laughs>
1: I understand. It's like a magically binding. Okay, the other parallel is the whole magically binding contract from Harry Potter. That and the whole <laughs> it's dangerous. You don't know what it'll do. Um. But yeah, the magical portal. Okay, don't hide the trident in the island where if it was put into the moon pool on a full moon, it would destroy the place. Like, do not put the the two ingredients for a bomb beside each other on a shelf. Like, that's not how this works, guys. Go and hide it. I don't know, in the Mariana Trench or something, you know, where no one can find it. It's just, yeah, it makes just, zero sense.
2: You could just destroy it. Like, I don't know why they don't just, like, think about destroying it.
1: I think it's right gem the gem that bat. has the power. The trident is just, like, a, like a lightning rod, and so, like... yeah. You know, you can't. They don't really want to destroy the gem because it's the same gem that's used in their moon rings and stuff.
2: Well, if they if they just like took the gem out, they could maybe repurpose it for more moon rings.
1: A massive moon ring.
2: <laughs> make make Zach his own special moon ring. Actually, don't. Yeah. He doesn't need more power. <laughs>
1: no, that man be powerful. Um. Yeah. Uh. Just fascinating. There's yeah. so
2: much. There's so much lore in this show. So like. We learned that you can be born a mermaid, but mermaids and mermen do not interact. And yep. I have to be like very vague with this because I can't like I don't want to spoil anything from later stuff. but there's just a lot of weird stuff with the whole mermaids and mermen thing and it's just like so how do they have children um also i'm ge- personally i'm going to say that that means all mermaids are probably queer or at least in queer relationships if they are in any because they're also feel- not allowed land boys
1: i my my thought was that they've locked up some merman and there are some people <laughs> who just go and have sex with the locked up merman um, and they have their babies, and so the babies are just, like, prison sex. I don't know.
2: <laughs> Sam, this is so fucking dark. <laughs> what is this? I watched Into the Woods yesterday.
1: What do you expect? <laughs> um. No, yeah, I, I... It's so hard to tell because a lot of things are, like, explained but not explained. Like, okay, the whole logic behind the mermaids go and run away um and they don't explain why they have to run away they just are banishing the girls and going and running into the south pacific um I'm, and then
2: I mean they they're afraid of men i think the problem here is that mermaids are just afraid of men i
1: guess this is why coeducational schools exist <laughs>
2: I mean yeah I don't know there's just there was a war with the mermaids and the mermen the mermen were evil I guess and wanted to take over and that's why they don't like mermen but also they don't like land people in general so they're not allowed to like have sex with the land boys so they are just stuck as mermaids by themselves yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Also, they're fish, so who's to say that they can't, like... You
1: breathe underwater.
2: Yeah, well, they're half fish.
1: <laughs> yeah. They're still half um... fish.
2: I mean, they're, they're probably just, like... They're like dolphins. They're like mammals, I guess. I'm. I was just thinking yeah. that, like... At the, they probably lay eggs. Yeah, oh yeah. either like those eggs get, like, fertilized somehow by mermen. They've just, they just bottled don't up all the
1: mermen sperm.
2: That's, you know what? They probably did that. Or they probably did is
1: that. the moon, like, the fertilizer? And so, like, the full moon, <sighs> like, fertilizes all of them. So, like, they're all related to the moon. And the moon's been fucking all the women.
2: <laughs> you know what? I support this. I absolutely... That's it. The only dad that we need is the moon.
1: Yeah. Daddy moon. Um, it's what fine. I really... It's okay. Yeah. What I really found fascinating in this was you could see the development of their acting skills from the first episode to the last. While there were still mm. things that were, like, kind of awkward, they all kind of got into a really good, like, groove, and there was, like, chemistry and... And there was like other bits and pieces that like you go from, I don't know, this is your first acting gig, through to, I actually know how to act and I found I find this really fun. And you could tell they were all enjoying doing it by the end.
2: Yeah. And then like two of them leave after this season and I'm so confused by that.
1: I just I uh... Like, TV shows are messy, and Australian actors always end up in the US. So it's like, as soon as they get some sort of break here in Australia, and my state is notorious for investing a lot of money into, you know, TV shows and movies that, like, hire Australians. And then, so they've made it, they've gotten their big break, and so they immediately move to places like the US, where there are way more jobs, and way more opportunities, and way more chances to be famous.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. This just I, f- I feel like in the H two O verse, the fact that season three started started the whole thing of like, we're gonna change actors every season and then the show is like, Yeah, we're we're absolutely changing actors every season. It's gonna happen. Sorry. Yeah. So And like that's how it works. I kinda
1: understand it because they had to kind of explain like some disappearances in the third series of h2o like this stuff happens all the time we're having a discussion at the moment here they're gonna have to change the act the voice actor for bluey because she's now getting a little too old and her voice is like sounding a little bit too old so we'll have to get and it's like this whole sad thing (laughs) at some point some stupid person made the argument that like we should end like they'll end bluey because she's grown up that's like the, the creative creators of Bluey turned around and were like, fuck no. This is like making us bank. No.
2: I mean, it's definitely different with voice acting. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's get, you can get away with it so much easier with voice acting. And with live action, either they recast and they... Sometimes they will draw too much attention to it. And I'm like, just pretend it's the same person. Just move on with our lives. Or they will do the terrible thing of like, man, we're cutting them out forever. No more. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah, and I hate that.
1: Some of the things that went wrong. Um, there is just so much; it is overwhelming. Uh, the whole okay. Every time the full moon came up and you were like, you saw the vision of the the like the mermaid pool. I was like, I felt like there was like a commentary in the background of like, okay, turn on the sauna bubbles. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it wasn't like not sauna bubbles, but like hot tub kind of vibes. Um, it was fine.
2: Yeah. You know what? You know what I just realized. I think this is like the first season where we don't get like um a little g- giggling girl. You know, like going nuts with the f- with like anything really. Because I don't yeah, think we even don't went nuts. Them.
1: No, we didn't. But Zach like wet got like I don't know what, what he he got aroused <laughs> he and went into to make <laughs> <her>. <laughs> I
2: was gonna say he looked angry, but yeah, sure, he got aroused and went to. Make-
1: i'm sorry i words are, are hard at the moment so i'm just using the worst ones possible
2: you always do it's always great. Yeah, I I didn't love whenever he was under the influence of the moon. I was just like, <laughs> hmm, no, this this ain't doing it for me. Give me the the giggling girls being all like drunk on moon magic, and yeah. the other mermaids are of course not affected by it. They're like, I mean, we, we know this. We're born li- this way.
1: Yeah. so Um, ugh, it's very just... fascinating, and just like there is a lot that goes on. Like, okay. Someone had to remodel the the mermaid pool. I was like, does this happen before or after the whole, you know, um, so, H2O stuff?
2: So, so, Sam, we do have... We don't have a definitive timeline, but we do know that this at least takes place after H2O. I'm okay. going to say maybe, like, 10 years later, around there. The fact like-
1: that, like, the girls aren't around to kind of, like, I don't know, give a little bit of a hand. I would have loved to have seen a cameo. Um... Or yeah. like them just be teachers at the school or something, and it's like mermaids run the fucking school. That would have been great. I know it would have been like really hard, but like it's like in the whole Mako Mermaids universe it doesn't make much sense.
2: Yeah, no, it it doesn't make sense because it's like yeah. Also, the powers. We need to talk about the fucking powers that they got here. Oh fuck! They can turn yeah. invisible now. And that
1: that was that was used as plot convenience in like an early episode, and so they just keep fucking using it for plot convenience.
2: It's it's just it's rude, actually. Like the fact that they give these girls so many more powers than the girls in the original show had.
1: <laughs> I guess that they were no. born mermaids, so like that kind of makes sense
2: yeah but also zach has them and it's, it's, i'm just gonna say that like this show basically says that people who are not born mermaids can have all the powers yeah that's, that's what this show says so it's it's very annoying and i don't i don't know if i like it or not i like all the powers but i wish yeah. it was consistent
1: yeah i don't know it's so hard Um, because, like, I understand that you want to make, like, the plot and the characters distinctly different from, like, the previous iteration of it, but at the same time... It's in the same like vein. Like you basically it's a spin-off series and there is no real connection to the old series. Like even if you just had even if you just had like the, the same cafe or something, or like easy stuff that you could remember. But no, the only recognizable stuff was Mako Island, and somehow the people came in and remodeled it on the inside and added an extra secret chamber.
2: Yeah, I will I will at least say that um I can mentally understand Mako Island if you say that like, because remember at the end of H2O, the moon pool was, like, half destroyed, like, a few ways around. So I'm going to say that, like, there is maybe a legit reason why it looks entirely different.
1: They do kind of talk about in this that, like, the pod has lived there for forever. So I'm like, how have Ricky, Emma, and Cleo not run into the original pod? Like, come on.
2: I'm going to say that maybe they lied. And maybe... (laughs) I'm. This is just me rationalizing so much and I'm going to keep doing it because I want this to all make sense. But maybe they moved back to Mako Island like after the the three girls left and then they made over the moon pool. They made it all good. And now that's been their home for like the last around 10 years ish or something yeah. like that. I, I just, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I want this all to make sense in my brain. And it, and doesn't. it
1: doesn't. It just doesn't.
2: Um like the cafe is not the same cafe unless like no. somehow the shore moved. Did no, the shore no, move? No, no, no,
1: it's definitely <laughs> That cafe is definitely, like, in a different position. Like, I can even, like, go, it's in a different region of the Gold Coast, which is where mm. this is filmed. Um, like, it was nice to, when I watched the Bureau of Magical Things, being able to see, like, different places in Brisbane I recognised because it was filmed in Brisbane itself, whereas all of these Mako um, shows are filmed on the Gold Coast, which is about an hour or two drive south of Brisbane, right on the border between um, Queensland and New South Wales. And I don't know that area as well but i can kind of tell some of the differences and bits and pieces and yeah they're filmed in quite different locations there's not i really kind of wanted like some sea world action as well like come on you could have like had them working out like the i'm guessing we have it in like a couple seasons because they do mention that they filmed the sea world
2: we will get there next season i think is when they're gonna bring in the yeah SeaWorld again?
1: Um, yeah, yeah. Sea World's amazing. Um, if you ever come to Australia and you wanted to do the theme parks, I haven't done it myself, but theoretically, it's really good. Uh, it's part of like the whole like there's a whole tourism area there, lots of stuff.
2: I, I think whenever I finally come and visit you, Sam, we will we'll go to Sea and then you're gonna just take me on a tour of Brisbane to all of the places that were filmed. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's that's gonna be it. We're gonna do this. <laughs>
1: Yeah, 100%. I definitely think that, like, (laughs) there is, like, an almost open offer for, like, let's tour, like, everything that you've ever seen. Because Brisbane is used quite a bit. Like, different areas of Brisbane are used quite a bit for filming. Um, Oh, yeah. But not as much as New York as I found out when I went to New York. Um, But, yeah.
2: (laughs) Wild. Yeah.
1: Um... 100%. It's lovely to see that all the girls that you can click links on from Netflix are, like, Australians. Um, Like, they're locals. It's amazing. I love it. (laughs) Okay, the thing that really fucked me around with this was the fact that... It was just like there was no communication, and oh, like none. there were like Absolutely conversations. None. There were conversations that were had about let's communicate, better let's not keep secrets, and then immediately they were keeping secrets. I'm like, guys, yeah. did we not learn our lesson the first seven times this has happened? Like, come on.
2: I think yeah. My my biggest problem with the show is how it starts out with these three girls being like, we're we're just like gonna uh, take away his powers, but basically. Just, like, kill him, I guess. And, like, we're just going to be against him. We're going to be using him. And, like, honestly, it vilifies them a lot, even though you're kind of supposed to be on their side. It made me
1: very hard. It made me... made. I find it very hard to, like, relate and support them. Like, yeah. Yeah.
2: And then it vilifies Zach right back when he, like, learns that they've been lying to him this whole time. And then he's like, I'm going to get the trident and I'm going to try to destroy you right back. It's like, this is... This is just so bad. I mean, at least Cam, when he learns all of the things, he's like, yeah, I don't care. I'm just gonna... I just want this for me. And when Zack, like, they finally have a fucking conversation with Zack, he's understanding. Cam is not. So there's, there's at least a difference there when communication is brought to the table. One person becomes a villain. One person becomes better so
1: yeah it's quite annoying um some the other thing that really got me was the outro song sounds like we are never getting back together by taylor swift um (laughs) and i'm sorry why hasn't t swizzle like sued them come on um (laughs) t swizzle i'm giving you permission to sue mako mermaids
2: (laughs) (laughs) Do you not like the theme song to Mako Mermaids? I yeah, much I prefer the H2O. Be- oh yeah. I no, much prefer I the H2O
1: theme song. Um <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's yeah. just
2: like, it's not as good. It's definitely not as good. The,
1: um, the other thing it's that um, I found very fascinating, at least on the Australian version of Netflix, so this was one of the first... This is So when this was released, we were on the height of the mermaid craze, at least here in Australia, but it was also like right as the emergence of Netflix was coming and Netflix was trying to expand internationally because we were all using the US version of Netflix and so we were like mm. breaking all the rules, whatever. Um and so we, this is where Netflix was like, let's invest in some international media. And they knew that H2O was very popular. And so when mm. Jonathan M. Schrift announced that he was going to be creating it, and obviously he was doing it in partnership with Screen Australia, Screen Queensland, and Network 10, which are like, so Network 10 is like owned by um, Paramount, I think now. But like at the time, they mm. were, they're okay. one of our three major broadcasters in the country nationally. And then Screen Queensland and Screen Australia like they're big investment companies what then happened was i think that netflix was like we will we'll distribute it online because we didn't have local streaming services we didn't end up having like a native local streaming service until stan came around a couple years ago but that was i think like 2018 whereas this was started in 2013 so it's like okay this will go to netflix this will go to an international audience which then i think kind of spurred the production to actually becoming something because it's like netflix has got its money behind it um the interest Thing is, the OG like Netflix card is still on the front of it, so instead of the boom, boom, it's like, oh, you know, it's like OG Netflix, the old logo and stuff like that, and like no sound, and then the intro like rolls. It's very fascinating,
2: yeah. It's this just- was
1: also when like Australian TV channels realized that like, you could do multi channel, so they mm-hmm. were initially like straight, they were initially broadcasting it here locally on channel 10 and then they changed it to channel 11 which was like channel 10's like popular media spin off. and so like <laughs> channel 10 would have like the news and current affairs and like a couple other more serious stuff and their big headlining programs things like MasterChef. um but then Channel Eleven would have like the kids shows and a Futurama and things like that. Very fascinating. Um, we yeah, um,
2: very fun stuff.
1: Yeah, very very interesting.
2: Okay, one other lore thing that I want to talk about here uh, the the whole Southern Mermaids thing uh, and how the they react water to drive. snow
1: that was terrible like i just that, what there is so much lore in here and i'm so worried that season two is gonna just start contradicting itself they were like making ice blocks rise later in the season after the snow like they just them. can't
2: touch it they just can't touch snow or like ice so, i guess does that mean they can't be cold i don't know i have i have so many questions <laughs> This just no thing yeah. is, it it breaks me just a little bit because I know... You, they can make snow. They can fucking make it. Yeah. And yet it basically gives them COVID. Yeah. <laughs> like, they die. it's like,
1: what, COVID? Yeah. <laughs> um, fucking love that. Um, Just, yeah. Um, So many, like, weird things that happen. Like, stuff that is just not explained. They're like, why would we explain this further? Like, what's the point in that?
2: There's just... Um, there's just... There's just a lot of weird shit. Okay. Okay, here's an inconsistency that I noted, apparently. I don't... I didn't mean to take a lot of notes, but this is something I noted. Um, Sam could open the water portal in the merman chamber. He's, he's not magical.
0: Yeah,
1: that didn't make sense. I was w- waiting. I was waiting for him to fall through. Because theoretically then, yeah, there was like, yeah. Just,
2: it just, the it whole moon
1: sense. ring thing as well, just... <sighs> what like the moon ring was just plot convenience except like it wouldn't like they were using the moon ring to open the door and like activate the portal and so they I could think... go through it but it's like when 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 Cam pressed it he should have fallen through into the mermaid pool yeah, right yeah he should
2: have i think part of the reason why they made the whole moon ring thing is cuz before they had like the different necklaces in H2O like yeah. they had the the lockets and then the rock necklaces it's like you got to have like one of those kind of friendshipy <laughs> Jewelry
1: thing, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Even though they don't actually make merch for these shows, as far as I'm aware,
1: no, I don't think that they would have made that's um, merch.
2: So rude. They should have made those.
1: Um, yeah. The other thing I noticed is that. Um, Google and IMDb get really confused. Just so confused about this, they start like messing up between like H two O and Mako Mermaids. IMDb believes there's four seasons of Mako Mermaids. Okay, um, so
2: that's that. That's a thing because when I was telling you about this show, I got confused based on like the whole Netflix. Broke up season two into season two and season three for no goddamn reason. And I was like, is it season one or is it season two that this is There's happens? only three seasons
1: remember. on my net, my version of Netflix. So, My- let me turn off bluetooth. My bluetooth.
2: version of Netflix has four seasons and it's just because season 2 is two seasons for no goddamn reason.
1: What I think that was from what I can read here is the funding thing. So they needed like a whole bunch of extra money from the government, but the government was like kind of hesitant to give it. Um only because like at this point politically we like we were just in like a revolving door of of like national leaders so um shit was happening and nothing was getting done and so they're like we need money and the government was like wait a second and then didn't like didn't give the money straight away so um Mm -hmm. the other thing is like there's way more characters in season two as well so like it would have been logistically really hard to film
2: yeah yeah makes sense
1: not that i've seen season two yet um looking forward to tormenting myself to that in Uh, Probably right now, while I'm still on a roll. Um, But yeah,
2: (laughs) you can watch it whenever you want. I don't think we're gonna get to it that quickly.
1: (laughs) I like. I'm invested now. I've read spoilers for season two. Like, I'm upset, mildly upset, but like invested.
2: Oh, I I have an I have a special Australian question for you. How big is Halloween over there? Like, like does it does it merit the Halloween episode that they? they have in this season
1: it depends on who you are how you're brought up and what like media you consume so i have friends of mine who work at the theme parks down there and they do full halloween celebrations um i have i've had other friends of mine who've like held halloween parties before we kind of celebrate it there's like trick-or-treating i think down on the gold coast because it's like the the gold coast is like los angeles but is like way more dodgy like There is, it is a tourist trap, guys. Do not go to, do not just go to the Gold Coast. Like, please come and visit Brisbane. Go up to the Sunshine Coast. The Gold Coast is not the be-all and the end-all, but um, it is like quite transient and it wouldn't be surprised if they had like full celebrations of of it. It's a very, depends on who you live around and things like that. Like, I live in a very quiet neighborhood with not a lot of children on a main road. Like, I'm not gonna see a lot of that. My parents live in a really, really quiet secluded neighborhood you know in the middle in the back end of the suburbs on acreage they're not going to see that many Um, but like if you lived in like a quite tight knit young neighborhood I could definitely see you know, being Halloween being much more big of a deal.
2: Okay, okay I was just like, th- I feel like this might be the only episode of like an Australian show I've seen that really has Halloween stuff. I can't remember if there's one in Dance Academy. I absolutely cannot remember right now but.
1: The other thing is that they avoid like Australian holidays entirely because it's confusing for an international audience? Like mm. we have public like national holidays that like we just don't mention things like Australia Day, which there's a whole other conversation about Australia Day that um we we're having right now. But like we have Australia Day, we have Anzac Day, which is like Memorial Day. Sorry, we like Memorial Day. Um, and we have like the Queen's Birthday, so that's like a whole public holiday that we have, and like our school terms change state by state so when you live on the gold coast because you're so close to new south wales you have like your holidays are like a week out from each other so you'll go on like two weeks worth of holidays and halfway through you know new south wales will start their holidays and it is confusing and like you know you'll have weeks and weeks where like you have like a monday off each week um it's strange and confusing and it doesn't make a lot of sense. So I'm like, I understand why a whole bunch of stuff was simplified, and they're like, "Nah, we're just gonna make it kind of American-ish, 'cause it makes sense."
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was just like, yeah. I just, I just needed to know. These are the questions that I had. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, Mm -hmm. it's um, it is fascinating what kind of accommodations are made to like make an Australian production more palatable internationally. Oftentimes, Australians really don't like it. Like they don't like the the like the the changes that are made in a TV show or movie to make it more palatable internationally. I think Mako Mermaids is really unique in this where it's like uniquely Australian, but like isn't too Australian that it isn't like like it doesn't piss us off for being too American, but it doesn't piss everyone else off because it's not it's way too Australian. No one understands anything.
2: It's just it's right in the middle of the sweet spot. That's And which is
1: why it's so popular. Like and, and I have to say, things that went right, they really did a good job in this movie. Uh this tv show and just like making a show that is entertaining that kids want to watch and that it you know doesn't have any barriers to entry
2: just didn't make the characters super likable in this season um i will say that's why season one is not my favorite of the show yeah um like lila annoys me so much nixie annoys me but i also like her and how annoying she is at the same time and then yeah Uh, I like the mermaids that we get next season, so.
1: Yep. Um, It's very fascinating. I really enjoy, um, and I have to thank you, Charlie, so much, A, for having me on the podcast, and B, for um, getting me to watch these things, because it has been really enjoyable to watch, as an Australian, watch the the media that was created and, like, go, wow. We were, like, at the forefront. Australia is one of the world's best children's television program creators. Um, Just look at Bluey. Um, But, you know, we create some amazing television programming. That and drama. We do some really – like Home and Away and Neighbours are all Australian productions. Um, And Mm -hmm. it is so fascinating to watch these and go – Oh, like this makes sense. This is why this is internationally acclaimed. And watching it as an adult and go, this is why this is like really important and so popular. And, and it's been so fascinating and learning more things about my culture as well. Like <laughs> I don't purport to be an expert. Like yes, I might be the Australian correspondent, but I'm not I'm in no way an expert. <laughs> and learning, you know, just like how media is, you know, the the role of media and like how important it is is very cool.
2: Yeah. It's it's a fun show. We had fun with this. Um, yeah, and this was a chaotic time because I still don't know how to fully do this new format we're trying out. But <laughs> the gone new wrongs format, are just baby. like half of the show, actually. <laughs>
1: yeah um just so many weird things this isn't like uh everything's kind of gone wrong it's more like there's lots of things that like make you combined mildly uncomfortable
2: there's just a lot of things that don't fully make sense it's 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 the it's the um the cronk thing by all accounts it doesn't make sense that's that's what this show is actually
1: (laughs) yeah um it it's like and it's hard to get your head around like these kind of things are very hard to understand and it makes for great tv because every time you watch it you pick up something new um
2: Mm.
1: and so they could play reruns all the time
2: yeah it's a fun time rita is still the best mermaid just yeah Still the best one. We didn't actually explain why she's there. She just she left the pod because she fell in love with the land boy.
1: There are so many things that are just not explained. Why is Rita? You know, why was Rita punished? Other than had a boyfriend and was not taken I, back once her boyfriend died. That
2: that's the thing. Um, you, they're they're not allowed to have relationships with people on land. They're not allowed. Why to go did on
1: land. Zach? Why did Zach not change back into a mermaid once he got in the moon pool? Um, why is Cam a bitch? um (laughs) uh why do the girls keep fighting when they're the only people they have like i understand you know maybe having like a fight or two it's because they're teenagers fighting um how old are they like come on how old are these people Uh, um because at one stage i heard 15 thrown around but i'm like you guys all look way too old
2: yeah, I think we're supposed 20s. to believe that all of these people are 15. I mean, except Rita, which,
1: which, by the way, being 15... Oh, now I have to do maths. Um, what, I was... I was 15 in 2016. That's like grade 9. That's ninth grade. You've just started... For, for the Americans, you've just started high school. Like, you've just finished middle school you've just started high school.
2: So... Let's see. Yeah, I think they were probably all in their twenties, at least. Oh yeah, 100%. God, they're all like thirty now, so, and it was ten yeah. years ago. Almost.
1: It's it's kind of sad because I'm like I really love the work that they do, and I wish they were in more stuff.
2: Um, I know. Um, uh, the actor who plays Zach has been in like a few things since this.
1: Yeah, um, when I went initially searched him, he was like, I was like, no, he hasn't done much. But now, like, I, I'm reading his imdb properly and it's way more
2: yeah um he's
1: he's thai australian so his mother's australian he's um thai and he's born in thailand um and Mm -hmm. it's very fascinating because it's like ooh, a hot mysterious guy from another country
2: i just yeah one of the other things that i've seen him in is the new legends of monkey which I, i also want to know when that's coming back it's not great, but it's entertaining enough to me, and it's an Australian it was also, show.
1: He was also in Shadowhunters, The Mortal Instruments, um, which yep, I recognize course. Shadowhunters. I don't know where that is. I might,
2: That's an American show.
1: Yeah. I want to know um, if he
2: had an accent for it. I can't find that uh, out right now, but I want to know if he was Australian. That's the
1: other thing. the The Australian accents this time around were way more subtle. I think they learned the after the Oh no clear the condensation thing incident <laughs> that um, we've got to use more subtle Australian accents. Um, so they were a little bit more polished, a little bit more what we call received pronunciation, um, but still quite distinctly Australian.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: (sighs) also, um, the actor who played, um, uh, Ivy Latimer, she played Nixie, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, Ivy who played uh, Nixie hosted our, like, kids panel show called Studio 3 on the ABC for a little while, um... Yeah, and, I saw that. Um like from 2014 to 2015, which is like really interesting as well. Um very very fascinating. It that that like kind of panel show, it was it ran from 2009 through to 2016 and was like was iconic, like iconic the whole thing. Um like the people who were like the originals are like super famous and like Gen Z, millennial culture
2: hmm. um the the other thing that i know about that um the bleh, the one who plays nixie um came out as a trans guy last year i think the one who I played don't know. nixie yeah as in like, ivy it's,
1: yeah
2: it's one of those things that you can't find a lot about but i've seen it several places and then there's also stuff that's been deleted so, Let I don't know how much is a- accurate or if them, uh, he, like, went off the grid because, you know, transitioning. But I found a source that said, like, last year in June, uh, Ivy Latimer came out as a trans guy. So, I don't um, know.
1: Oh. They're talking about season five of Mako Mermaids.
2: Who is? What? I, d-
1: I don't know. There's, there's talk about-
2: Season five?
1: Yeah, I don't know what's happening there. Um...
2: See, Ivy's,
1: like, Instagram hasn't been updated since 2017, so...
2: Yeah. I don't know what's going on with that, but that was something that I found on the interwebs the last time I was watching the show, and I thought was interesting, and it seems like everybody else is just as, like, what's going on? I can't see anything
1: about it. I I find it very hard to verify. You'd think it would make, like, some proper news.
2: It was, like, it was on an Instagram story that, you know stories they don't last very long and it might have been deleted and then ivy made an account called nixie was a boy at one point that was also deleted uh, so
1: oh look the h2o fandom page has it as um yeah Ivy's come out as a trans man is now in the process of transitioning oh interesting ivy was exactly. my favorite actor out of the whole series like just was did a really good job at being really convincing
2: yeah, I agree there. Um, uh, da, da, da. Is there anything else I wanted to talk about? Oh, yeah. My other, my only other note about this is the fact that those three were naked on a beach together in that one scene when they got legs. Uh. <laughs> and then they got those really dumb outfits. That's about when I stopped taking notes. <laughs> it's episode, like, two. Yeah.
1: <laughs> There was a lot of crazy stuff that just didn't make any sense, um, which is very typical, like early 2010s children's TV series. Like, just, yeah.
2: All right, why don't we wrap this up, Sam? Sam, where can the people find you?
1: Well, excuse me as my nose continues to be blocked. Um, you can find me personally at sam.the.journalist on Instagram and on TikTok. You can find me on Twitter at samobjournalist. Um, catch me on Twitter saying all the things in my head that I don't want to say out loud. Um, hmm. Other than the really, really dumb stuff, there's like a lot of dumb stuff that actually I end up saying out loud anyway. Um But um, you can also catch the podcast. Make sure you um, head over to Content and Capable. Um, I'm having a really amazing time chatting to some awesome people recently. Um, You can also find the podcast at Content, the letter N, Capable um, on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, Make sure you check me out there. Uh, I'm having so much fun. It's amazing.
2: It's been some good episodes recently. I've I've been very much enjoying it. Can't wait to see what comes up next.
1: Yes. um, um, I have to edit this week's episode. That's stressful. Um, but yeah, it's it's been all, so much fun um, creating this podcast, um, and I'm really I'm really getting into like a really good headspace with it, which is amazing.
2: I'm so happy for you, man. It's good stuff.
1: So happy, yeah.
2: Um. Well. Well, the next episode of Phantoms Gone Wrong is going to be about a movie that my mother and I enjoy very much. A very silly movie. Have you ever seen Big Fat Greek Wedding? It's not that movie. <gasps> um,
1: Fuck yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not that movie. Oh, how rude. No,
2: it's not. It's My Life in Ruins, which is another movie that Nia Vardalos did, which is also about Greek things. But she's in Greece. She's a tour guide and hates her life. The whole,
1: The whole Greek stuff was so funny
2: oh yeah we also love um like, there was an obsession greek with
1: credit. greek stuff yeah
2: but but like my life in ruins is part of why i went to greece the other reason is percy jackson but
1: yeah a hundred percent yeah um, so
2: that's what's that's what's coming uh, out next time if anybody wants to watch that movie or has ever seen it enjoy and that is it for our Mako Mermaid Season One chat. Sam, I hope to have you. Thank you, you for on listening again.
1: I will in the future. I will happily come back as the Australian correspondent. It is so much fun relearning my culture.
2: <laughs> I'm teaching Sam his own culture. It's so fun. Uh, well, we love you, awesome nerds. Goodbye. Bye. You can follow the podcast socials at Fandoms Gone Wrong Pod on Instagram and Facebook and at Fandom Gone Wrong on Twitter. You can send an email to us through Fandoms at gmail.com.
0: If you'd like to support us financially, go to Patreon.com slash Wrong. By becoming a patron, you can join the Movie Night Crew Network server where you can get to chat with us. And here's some no context spoilers about episodes we are recording. I personally recommend the $5 tier where you get access to random fandoms, our bonus show where we play weird games of our own invention and talk more freeform about our fandoms. We also have a merch store on TeePublic, where all our designs are made by Charlie. Or, if you cannot support us financially, please give us a review on iTunes and rate us on Spotify to help others know how much you love this podcast. You can follow me personally at Travel Planning by Carrie on Instagram, I'm a travel agent who specializes in theme parks and cruises, but you can contact me if you're planning any type of fun vacation.
2: And you can follow me at GreenPixie12 on most platforms, but on Twitter I'm at GreenPixie123. I'm totally not salty about it. Uh, I also have an art Instagram that I sometimes use at GreenPixieDraws, and I sometimes do the YouTube thing on my channel Charlie Mac, that's M-A-C-K. I also have another podcast on the network called Of the Eldest Gods, where my friend Ray. I go through the Rick Riordan series, starting with the Percy Jackson and the Olympians books, chapter by chapter. You can find that on all the major podcasting apps. And our music is Ready Aim Fire by Kevin phantom Phantoms Gone Wrong is proud to be a part of Deus Ex Media, which features great podcasts like Content and Capable that follows Sam as he tries to figure out what it truly means to adult.
1: Hi, my name's Sam, and I've recently become an adult. But why does adulting have to suck? Join me on my journey to rediscover the joy of following your passions as an adult and discuss it with people who are doing just that. I'll sit down with a variety of people from all walks of life and ask the important questions while trying to figure out what does it really mean to adult. Whether you're a pro or haven't even started, come and listen wherever you get your podcasts and hopefully you
0: might learn a thing or two. Remember to follow us on your favorite podcatcher and meet us back here every other Tuesday.
1: Oh no, Cleo, the condensation. Dave X Media.